Guys, thank you so much for being with us. And thank you especially to our missionaries of joy who are watching live and are going to submit questions while I'm talking. Go ahead and just type your questions in and I'll let you interrupt our conversation. Uh, joined today by Father Mike Schmitz. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, I, I'm kind of blown away with all that you have going on that you took a two and a half hour drive to come and hang out here. No, no, it's a five hour drive total. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm, you, well, you took the, the trip to be here. Yeah, so I, I had a much shorter trip than you did. Yeah, you, Father, Father Mike texted me. He's like, my brother-in-law's school needs a speaker. Would you please come do it? Like, I, you say yes to everything I've asked you to do ever, so I, I couldn't say no. So because he told me that you said that, yeah. and then when you asked about this, I'm like, well, I have to say yes now. I can't like just say no. This is going to perpetuate forever. Yeah, which is okay. I'm okay with that. All right. I'm happy. Also, job. give me an excuse to get here. It's just the happiest place on earth. Yeah, we are, we are in the Schmitz. We're in a corner, a happy corner. Yeah of the Schmitz cabin. There's a lake outside that window because it's, it's so beautiful. Um, listen, I, I, there's some stuff I want to dig into with you uh, and I, uh, really to, to help people stay grounded. And I want to find out how, how you stay grounded um, and how you stayed you and how you protected the thing that makes Father Mike, Father Mike. Because I've been watching your ministry for years, uh, years before um, really many people knew you. You know, we were just speaking at youth conferences yeah. together. And you're and you're the same guy, and I praise God for that. But um, you've had two. This is crazy. It's crazy to even say this. You've had two number one podcasts, not one. <laughs> for briefly, yeah. and also based, even briefly, it's well, completely insane. And also, ba not based off anything. I, I mean, reading the Bible. I mean, no, I, it's yeah. it's a big it's a big deal. But but the the reality, of course, is that it's, people have a hunger for the word, and they have a hunger. I just I'm amazed by, it. and I'm not trying to be like falsely modest about it. Yeah. But there is something about the content, right? Just being, this is eternal when it comes to God's word. And this is profound when it comes to the catechism. Yeah. And I think just yeah. people say, if you can help me have access to something eternal, if you mm. can help me have access to something profound, then, you know, I, I think that's the key, right? Yes. That, that is, yeah. So it's not like I have to be profound. Yeah. Like the word of God already is. The catechism already is. It's just, can you make it accessible for me? And that's like, Amazing. I got to be I, part of I, it. I got to tell you, though, I mean, awesome. I, there's there's a lot of people that have tried to make the word of God accessible who have not had a number one podcast. I mean, like you, you, you're the, the Patrick Mahomes of <laughs> of digital ministry and not just in the Catholic world. Like you beat Joe Olstein. That's it. Thanks. Which is the goal. Of <laughs> always the goal. You know, ever since I was young, ever since I was young, you know, Chris, you know, what I say I say ever since I was a young boy. <laughs> It's been my goal. I would say to the to Lord, I need two things, Lord. I need a nice smile. And he gave me that. And I need a good podcast. And he gave me that. <laughs> That's my Joel Osteen impression. That was perfect. Thanks. Uh, you look like him, too. Well, But the, uh, the output, um, <laughs> what people also don't see is that there's a lot of things that you do that no one even notices, right? Like your total output's insane. Uh, so there's, there's two daily podcasts. Yeah. There's also weekly podcasts. Two weekly podcasts. Two weekly podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you're a campus ministry priest. You just drove two and a half hours to come here and hang out with, with me. Um, I, how much coffee do you drink? There's a lot. This is just water. Yeah, this is, is nice. just water right But now. on the way here, there is always, you know. How many cups a day? So yesterday was a good day. Um, is where, a good day a lot or a little? No, a little. Okay. So yesterday was kind of So like, you realize oh. it's almost a problem. Right, I mean, almost. I think I just like the taste. That's my issue. I love the taste. Are you up mm -hmm. to like four cups a day? I, I think so. Here's what happens: eight cups a day. Is no, no, no. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. <laughs> um, I would say that, um, you know, so 
don't know how serious you want to get about this because I do. So I want to get serious about because, this because, because people want to know what what what's what's the juice behind a guy is, who's this successful at something. There's one like a day like yesterday would be. I had one full cup of coffee, like just yeah, maybe a little That's bit it? taller than this, and that was it. But okay. there are times when I'm here, like it's summertime, and I'm here and yeah. hanging out, and they're making we're making breakfast, and we're all hanging out, and just and someone keeps making coffee, and I'll keep going. I'll just refill it. And not because we have to get up if we're doing anything. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's here, and you're okay, you, okay. you made more another pot. Well, they, I remember my brother-in-law, the one you haven't met yet. He's going to be at the dinner. Um, his name's Tanner. And at one point, he's like, "How much more coffee do you need?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't need any more. I just <laughs> it's there. You guys keep making it. I'm gonna keep uh, yeah, filling yeah, this up." Yeah. And so that, that could be <laughs> that could be a problem. I could okay, so I was wondering, like, so I, you you uh, you're not. From, I'm from New Jersey. I talk so fast. Oh, I'm, really? I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. an advanced. And I, I, I live in Colorado now, yeah. but I'll be at events talking at a super high speed. And if I'm in Missouri, people are like, you, you lost me five minutes ago. But I've wondered, is, is the energy uh, caffeine-induced or just a natural? I think that it is uh, situationally induced. Okay. So, I mean, genuinely speaking, I think that there's yeah. an aspect where it's, okay, if this is, a, if this is something that it is really, really important that you under, hear this and understand yeah. it. Like if you, like, it's really important to me for me to communicate this. I think it's the, the circumstance that gets the, the heart rate going. Because I can have coffee and be like, hey. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's, it becomes like if there's a, something to communicate, yeah. that's the thing. And, and that's one of the things too. Like when it comes to speaking quickly, um, yeah. I know that there are some people who say that I get lost. They get lost in it. But I can't tell you. I have, I have a few pet peeves. One of my pet peeves is when someone is speaking so slowly. That, that I'm predicting I can, the next word? Yep. That drives me out of my mind. I the sentence for them. And I just think, I just, just keep ahead of me. Just yeah. It just keep a little bit ahead of me, so I have to keep guessing. So I have to work. In fact, I think there's been some studies about like the ideal optimal pace of how many words per minute that the human brain can hit about 500 or 400 words a minute, something like this. So you're probably only at like 220 so, yeah. on your typical podcast. So I just want to make you work for it. <laughs> I mean, not because I want to no, punish I'm, anyone. I want totally. you to understand. Yeah. It, no. Is your brain moving fast all the time? Because again, I wonder, um, are you a, a, the guy who? Your sweet spot is just, hey, someone give me my lane and I'll preach in it. Or is is your brain always going to, when I think of the amount of things you do, mm -hmm. are you constantly inventing the next thing that you could do? So I know some people who are incredible. Like that you could just uh, pull a name, a thing out of a hat yeah. and say, talk about blah. Yeah. And they just would, oh yeah, and go. Yeah. I am constantly working on the next thing. Are you? But I have to sit down and like, I need to... I need to write it out. I need to think it out. I need to think it through. Or if I'm listening to something, I'm sure the same way. That yeah. I'm, I'm, if I'm listening to something, I'm like, oh, that's okay. Remember this. Write this story down. You're, or remember you're this. So your brain's never always off. gone. Yeah, it was just a little bit. Maybe that's bad. It could be. It could be bad. No, I'm um, I'm I'm like that too. It drives my wife crazy. Yeah. And I think if I didn't have a wife, it would be on crack, like it is for you. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like I wonder if I need yeah. more people to say like, hey, hey, calm down for a minute. To the side. <laughs> just you don't have to think about it right yeah. now. And yet. Uh, I think that, that you know it's would, funny i think of fun. like young influencers they just think success will just come to yeah. them i'll just hit record in a camera you know but you it, the amount of work I'm, I'm surprised to hear that because when i think of the amount of output my presumption would be oh the, the guy just hits record and just starts going yeah, yeah. no it's so uh, but you but all your inventive energy is uh, is on is not on what to do but on what to say yeah yeah that's and you just keep in that zone that's a really good way to put it because yeah. I think there are some people who are incredibly creative and have a lot of vision, like mm -hmm. you do. You have yeah. a lot of vision where it's like, okay, what's the next platform? What's the next, not just thing to say, but what's the next way to get that out? Yeah. And how do you engage all the people who are part of- To a fault, to a fault. I mean, yeah. I could spend over half my energy 
Whereas you're like, hey, I don't care if it looks sloppy and there's a fireplace behind me and stop talking. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, apparently that works. That's it. But, but there is, you know, people will, I, I, I would say that for a Sunday homily, I'll spend anywhere between nine and 20 hours to get ready for that. Thank you. That. And I think it's- Can I uh, shake your hand on behalf of every yeah. Catholic oh, yeah. who is just so tired of poorly thought out homilies? Well, that's the thing is like, if I, if I have the sense, and I'm in the mass, and yeah. I have the sense that you're figuring this out as you go, Oh, come it's on, like, like we uh, all know, Father. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're Mother that. Teresa, go ahead and do that right. off the top of your head, and I'm, I'm enamored. But anybody else, like, please think yeah. first. Yeah. And so one of the things we'll do is, I'll, I'll do and in, So in, nine to 20 hours in your Sunday homily. Sunday homily, yeah. And so then uh, we'll do series yeah. uh, of the homily series. And part of that is not only because I think that if this is a, a topic or a thing that's worth communicating, yeah. then it's worth really, really knowing. Like, it's not just, okay, here's a, a 10 minute or 20 minute homily on this topic, but it's like, no, we're going to actually dive deeply into this over the next three to six weeks. But also I, I have the sense that if I'm able to get up in front of the congregation and say, for the next four weeks, we're going to talk about this, that I'm inviting them along with wow, me. Wow, that's cool. And that they would be able to say, okay, you have an idea of where you want us to go. You've thought this through. So I'm going to, I'm going to trust you that you're taking us somewhere, not just kind of like had a, oh, yeah. had a. Random so you prepare series. So yeah. then I'm thinking that, that, that's, that's just your homily. That's half your week. And you have all the other output. How many hours a week are you working? That's a good question. Um, most. <laughs> most of them, <laughs> okay. I think. I think most of them. I think that, uh, which is not a bad thing. I think no, that there's an aspect yeah. where there's, uh, I'm in a place where there's freedom to do that. Yeah, there's, there's there's a blessing in celibacy. Yeah not, yeah, not not that you should work yourself to the right. bone, and it's not that that identity is the mission. You know, right, obviously right. that's not the case. But at the same time, there's like, well, if this is the opportunity right now, and this is the season, and it's been kind of the season for the last number of years. Um, so okay, then let's do our best and not just kind of. So this mm, happened and, to me, and, and don't complain about it. I feel oh, bad for myself when I'm working too hard sometimes. <laughs> I know, like, I, I just got look at my wounds. It happened like, about two years it. ago, two, two and a half years ago. It was, um, it, I was going into a weekend, so there was no school. Yeah. And uh, and I, when I was going to the weekend and the my whatever the plan was fell through. I was going to go fill in the parish. They're like, oh, you don't, we don't need you. But it was kind of too late to just put out, does anyone need any help this weekend? Yeah. And then I was going to come here, but no one was here. Like all yeah. my family was in parts unknown. So I thought, well, I'll just stay in Duluth. Now, before this, occasionally I would, on a Saturday, go down to a coffee shop and like, I'm scrambling to work. Like, what is it? You know, Lord, I'm still working on this. I've yeah. been working on this all week, but I still don't know exactly what you want me to say. So for, you, you stress like, out about this oh, stuff too. Oh, I, tears, like gen almost every week. Re um, really? Yeah. yeah. O over the homily? Over or like, what do you want? What, God, what do you want me to the say? The amount of output. No, like, God, what do you want me to say for the homily? Like, what is it that wow. in front of me, there's going to be students. Like, what is it that they need? Um, so if you go to a Duluth coffee shop, you will find Father Mike in tears. In tears, right. Over and, his Bible. And I'd be, I'd be looking around at all, all these people on Saturday morning, and they're reading books, they're reading the newspaper, doing the crossword. And I'd have this jealousy of, oh, man, it'd be so nice. That'd be nice to have a Saturday where you could just, like, do nothing. back. So this weekend. Yeah. All of a sudden, wait, I don't, I don't have a mass and I don't have anything to do. I'm going to go down. I'm going to go to the coffee shop and I'm going to do what I'm jealous of, you know? So that weekend I got to relax. I had you know, a full Saturday, I had a Sunday, a mass, so just whatever students are in town, come on over. And uh, by the end of that Sunday night, I remember having this real clear thought of, God, this was a blessing. This was a gift. Yeah. But I like, I want to go back to work. Yeah. Like, because there's a, there's a gift with also, you know, being entrusted with something. It's, it's, yeah, and, and it's, that, that's I imagine for as a as a dad, 
Well, that, like, I was, I was going to say that that for you is fatherhood. Right. That's like there's the there's the um, virile power, the life giving power right. you experience from yourself, and and that's it's not it's not addictive in a negative way. It's like I'm, I'm fulfilling. I'm a fish in right. water. This is what I do, and you got you got an expression of fatherhood that's beautiful. Um, what what are you doing for? With that amount of output, though, for self care, yeah, you, you I, work out a lot. I, well, a lot, yeah. <laughs> more than I'm able to as work, a layman. I work out right? at least like, once a day. I'll say. Okay, okay. How, how long? One hour. One hour once a day. Once a day, and then now cross training kind of stuff. Uh, CrossFit. CrossFit. Okay. Yeah. So I, I really like that. This episode was sponsored sponsored by CrossFit. <laughs> Father, Father Father Mike happily endorses CrossFit. No, go ahead, sorry. No, it's great. Um, because I used to do a lot of endurance stuff. Okay. And um, had some injuries. And uh, maybe it was five years ago. I remember thinking, "Wow, I was lifting up." We have a little. We have a, our our chapel yeah. is a two car garage that we've converted into a daily mass chapel. And you're, you're chapel. fundraising to build a chapel. Yeah, yeah. At, he's fundraising to build a chapel. Where, where do they go for that? Honestly, I yeah, just so go ahead bulldogcatholic.org. Bulldogcatholic.org. There's a little Support Father button. Mike if you love him, and he <laughs> blesses you. Go ahead. Great. Yeah. And so uh, I was lifting up the podium. You know, just a little because we have to shift it, pull it out to stand behind it, yeah. and then put it back. I remember picking it up to put it back. I was like, "Oh, this is heavy." And I thought, oh my gosh, I've not been this week since I was 15 years old. Oh my gosh. And so then I'm like, I need to start working out. I need to start lifting weights. Yeah, yeah. And so then my sister uh, that you met and brother-in-law and my brother who's in the military, they've been doing CrossFit stuff since for 15 years now. And so I was like, fine, I'll bite the bullet. And I did it and love it. It's awesome. It's awesome, yeah. Oh yeah. So, so you, got, you got a little bit of coffee. You got a little bit of rest time. Yeah. A little Prayer, bit of Prayer, obviously. Is the... Yep. And your family. I, I love seeing you in your natural habitat. Like as soon as you walk in and your brother-in-law is there and your sister's there and there's like a deeper level of, of relaxed yeah. Father Mike. Oh, for sure. Like, it just brings it right out. You, how often are you talking to your family to keep you grounded? Talking, talking or in communication. Yeah, so both. We, yeah. we'll, we'll text all the time. Okay. So the family group text and, and, uh, and calling each other. That's been a big thing. I wish it was more. I'm yeah. uh, not very good um, it's my fault. Like they, they'll reach out. They'll, yeah. they'll call. I'm like, oh shoot, I can't answer right now. You know, that kind of thing, which is bad. What? It's that bad. Yeah, no, I'm busted. It's like a confession right now. Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. But, um, but uh, in the summertime and in break times is, if I have a chance to go anywhere, I'll come here. And wow. so, um, or in during the winter or the, during the school year, I. So three of my sisters moved back to my hometown. Yeah. And so up until you know last, uh, my mom passed away this last February. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so, uh, and so I just come back here and I get to see my mom and dad and my three sisters and brothers-in-law and the nieces and nephews, which is really great. Now I get, get to come back and see my dad and beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about the, the, the extraordinary amount of success when you hit the number one podcast, I know you attribute it to the Lord and you know, you just started reading his word and all of a sudden everybody's tuning in. Like people don't know that you had a lot of podcasts that no one listened to for a very long time. Um, were you shocked and stunned when you saw, like, you're looking at Apple Podcast and, like, this isn't just number one in religion. This is number one podcast yeah. on the planet. What was your emotional gut response to that? I, I, I think this is honest yeah. because I'm looking back. I remember thinking, that's cool. That was about it. Because, because that thing. Really? Yeah, because at that point, I think we, I was only maybe 60 episodes ahead. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's doing really, really well on January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, whatever. I have 300 more of these to make. And so it's kind of that sense of like, oh, okay. People are list. Oh, people are listening to this. Okay. That's cool. Um, I guess I got to keep doing this. You know, so. So the first feeling was burden. Well, I think it was. First feeling was like, oh, cool, neat. And then it was like, oh, shoot. 
<laughs> so, so maybe the second would be like a third. And... Okay. My first, th- my first thought was, praise God. Like, I, c- I can't believe there's a- this many good people. Yeah, yeah. Like, you- you're looking Impressive at the play, news. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. Because uh, I- there's some people who are who are jumping from barely interested to deeper Catholic, and they're and they're using this as their their, their stepping point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to read the Bible in a year, right? Just really get into this, see what it's got to offer. But then there's a lot of people who are so devout that they'll listen to Leviticus exactly. every day for a month. And I'm thinking, I, I just didn't know there were that many good people yeah. in this world. And it was really uplifting. My second thought was, it, you are you got the number one podcast, which is going to put you in the top 10 of the devil's hit list. Mm. And, and the evil one wants you to fall so bad, right? Because it would, well, first, because he hates you. He hates all of us, mm-hmm. right? He, he'd want you to wear the... Uh, that, you know, just like he would turn all the success into these soiled rags that you have to carry around the rest of your life. Right. But then he wants to hurt and scandalize millions of people. Yeah. Right. So, so you're, you're, you're on the hit list. Um, how is your, how have you experienced that? You know, have you experienced a pressure of like, dude, I, I got to up my prayer game. Right. Have, has, or have you just kind of just stayed busy and like, it's nothing's really changed on that front. I would say maybe the second more along those lines. It's just, there's, it's always seemed, there's always seemed to be a, like it's the the stakes have always been high. Now they're higher, but so you've always felt the stakes high. So you since priesthood. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, even just when I came, first came to the Lord, it was a matter of I my encounter with my first encounter with the, with Jesus that just trans, changed my life was I first encountered my own sin. It was this this awareness of my own sin. Like, oh my goodness, I need a savior, and I need to go to confession. I need prayer, and so like I think it was I would say maybe, and I don't want to overstate it, but I think my whole life has been marked by. Oh, you're we're walking this thin wire. Like we're walking this tightrope mm-hmm. of of grace. And at any moment, eternity is hanging in the balance. I mean, then that's always been kind of the, the sense. And so now, yeah, the stakes are higher. And I I would say that I I, I don't want to ever be responsible for anyone's uh, turning away from the Lord. But that's always been kind of the case. It's always been I kind of I kind of I think I've always felt that that um, Praise God. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's why the Lord picked you for what you're doing. Maybe I don't. I'm I mean, I, and I, I got to say this to everybody who's watching this: you matter so infinitely to God. Like we think, well, Father Schmidt's matters or, or Pope Francis matters. No, no, no. Like from the eternal point of view, like the the entire universe will fade away, stars will go out, you'll still be around. Yeah. Like the the devil wants you to be separated from God forever, and that's like his big win. Yeah. Um. So there, there's a there's there's a lot on the line, and then there's the impact on the line. I love thinking about how the the. The second judgment has to happen. Like mm-hmm. you're immediately judged, then at the end of time, because you don't even see the ripple effect of your life for good or ill until it's all over. Yeah. Till all of humanity, and then you see this big ripple going out. Right. Um, what What's your What's your prayer life like? Not 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 just to keep you close to the Lord, yeah. but to keep you safe. No, frankly. Right. How much do you pray? That is it's so interesting. Maybe let's go back to this, if you don't mind the the second judgment. Yeah. But yeah. the final judgment. That is, uh, I think, for a lot of people, like you mentioned, at the end of time. The whole story will have been told, right? Mm. And so we will know the consequences of it. Catechism talks about this. We'll know the consequences of our actions to the fullest extent. Mm. So, as you said, both our good actions that radiated throughout history, and also our sins that radiated throughout history. And just, they radiate. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's like a, like a, it's just something hitting a still lake. And, just, and we'll know the full. Yeah. We'll know the full story, um, and also we'll be fully known. Mm. So that sense of, of. All the ways. I mean, and sometimes people have this have this tendency or temptation to either uh, be like, I do not look forward to that. Like that sense of like, this is gonna be a time of great shame, or they'd be like, well, that'd be a great time of great pride. All the good you could see, all the good we did, 
And yet at the same time, it'll be a time of truth, which means I think humility. So mm. there won't be any room for shame mm. because this, uh, yep, these are all the things, this is all the truth, this is the truth about me. And here's how God worked his grace through that. Mm. Also, there's no room for pride because yeah, that's, I did that and people were helped, but I also know the full extent to which I was helped. So that, that full truth of, oh man, I, st I walked in continual need of God's grace and it was there continually. Wow. And so there's, again, there's, there, I, I, I reflect on the final judgment a lot. You a do, lot you do. Because there's like, again, no room for shame because of the fact that uh, just we recognize the need for grace and no room for pride because of the fact that we needed grace. I love that you reflect on the final judgment a lot. Yeah. I think of the, the Capuchins who would work with a skull and yeah. it wasn't a plastic one because back then they didn't have plastic. <laughs> it was like a skull yeah. on their desk to remind them. I got my uh, Jesus prayer beads, little skulls yeah. on them. Just nice. thinking of thinking of the end and the priorities, staying in the line. Wow. So so how much prayer. how much do you pray every day? Um. So we have uh, every morning. I'll get up about four o'clock or so and then work out and then we have a holy hour. With, you work out by at four? Uh, we start working out at four fifty five. So got to get ready and okay. Work out, and then come back and uh, it's a tough time day to work out. It is. I, well, I know. I get, get pukey if I work out. Get it over with. So that's good. Actually, okay. no. I to work out like with having eaten something. I'm like, this is okay. I feel okay. So weird. Um, come back, shower, whatever. Get some work done, and then we meet with our focus missionaries and staff, and whatever students we want to will want to join us. We have a holy hour from about seven fifty or or so until about nine o'clock, and uh, and so that's the one hour holy hour. And then we have adoration all day in our little garage. Wow. So all the students they sign up for a thirty minute slot and come over. It's awesome. And so we have that time of a holy hour and then a mass every day, obviously. Um, but the one thing I've noticed is that, and the course of prayer throughout the day, you have liturgy, the hours and whatnot. But the one thing I've noticed is when it comes to intimacy with Jesus, that just is basic. Like if I, yeah. if I don't have the holy hour in mass, um, things are really, really wrong. But if I, for that sense of intimacy with the Lord, what also has to happen is the last 30 minutes of the day have to be back in the chapel. Mm -hmm. um, because I, because then confession is, this is like all confession. Yeah. Because yeah. um, a lot of that time in prayer and reflection in the morning is like, look at the readings, you know, praying with, engaging with things. I'm kind of a, uh, working them out, talking with the Lord and working them out, talking with the Lord. But in the, at night, it's just, okay, go in there, no distractions. We're not working on anything. Like, mm. it's an idea. Like, mm. that, that's not where we're here. We're just here to be with Him. Wow. And those wow. last 30 minutes of the day are, I know that's the, that's the metric. Like if they're not there, like, okay, we're sustaining. You start tanking. And we're just like, yeah, we're, we're getting by. We're, yep, you're a Christian and you're doing the thing. But if I have those and it's like, oh, Jesus and I are deep, that relationship is deepening. Mm. And, and again, it's, it's become over the last, I don't know, maybe five, seven years, that's become the sign of, are, are you doing okay? Or hmm. are you just doing okay? Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so your so. holy hour in the morning, your mass, your holy half hour at the end of the right. day, and that's the key one. Mm -hmm. When you talk, are you just talking, talking to the Lord about what's on your heart? If someone's listening, thinking like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I can listen to the Bible in a year, but how do I talk to Jesus like so, Father Mike? So interesting because a lot of my prayers are the prayer that churches ask me to pray. So mm -hmm. I pray the mass because the church has asked me to pray the mass, and obviously I love it. Pray the liturgy of the hours yeah. five times a day because the church has asked me to pray the liturgy of the hours five times a day. So that's it's we're doing this. Um, we do that in a unique way with our our, stu our missionaries in the morning. So we'll have a half hour of just silence. Um, and I'll tell you about that in a second. But the second half hour, 20 minutes, is we pray the liturgy of the hours together. Beautiful. 
But if you, you pray morning prayer, have you ever oh, yeah. Every day. So, so we'll do this where at the end of each psalm or canticle, we stop and I invite, if, you, if there's a word or phrase, just share that out loud from yeah. the, from the, because also you just go through it, keep going That's through, cool. you know? And so then everyone's saying like, oh, you know, mercy or a God is with us or enter into your sanctuary, Lord. Wow. And, and so everyone gets to share out loud a little bit. Teach them to just listen to yep, the Lord speak exactly. as they Or else we just out one other. And, uh, and then after the, uh, the reading for in, in the morning prayer, I'll stand up and read the gospel for that day's mass. Yeah. And everyone sits down. And then is anyone volunteer to uh, share what you've been praying about that first half of our time together, like that silent mm. time. And this for three reasons. One reason I say is this is not to inspire anyone. This is not to teach anyone. So there's no pressure. Yeah. But it, it's a reminder to all of us that in those 30 minutes of silence, we're not just hanging out. We're not just yeah, sitting yeah. there kind of like just waiting. You know, it's we're going to be actively praying, talking with the Lord, listening to his voice. Secondly, it's because sometimes if you were to say, you know, I was praying the sorrowful mysteries this morning and I really just reflected on, you know, the crowning with thorns is that is, they, there was no need for that. That was just mm. cruelty. Mm. And like, oh, wow. And that helps me, you know, it's just, mm. it, maybe you're not supposed to be inspiring, but that kind of inspires. It helps me. Mm. And the third reason is because I believe that healthy vulnerability breeds healthy community. And so if we're in this room and we're praying together on a regular basis, and I say, this was my, this was my prayer this morning. Well then hopefully in a, in the appropriate way, I've yeah. kind of opened my heart. And so you know, I look for three volunteers, and if anyone else wants to say anything, they can. And then we go back to the intercession, or pray the you know canticle, and then the intercessions, and conclude, and everything. So that's Beautiful. that time. I just think it's trying to teach each other how to pray. Who's your um, Who's your community with? Who's your vulnerability with? Like who Who's holding you accountable? If you're not doing that kind of thing, where you're yeah. confessing to your brother priest, and and does your success make you? Does it make it a little harder to find people to just be normal with? Right. Um, I would say. I have a priest fraternity, um, okay. like a little group of six of us in our diocese. Awesome. Um, and uh, we get together once a month, once every six weeks, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, we, we'll come together for a holy hour, we'll have lunch, we'll, and we'll check in. And, uh, and it's kind of according to a certain, like what's going on in your life, what's happening. One of the things that's really, really helpful is, you mentioned, so, you know, it could be really easy to feel isolated. Yeah. Uh, especially, I mean, you go to Seek or go to some other kind of big conference. Yeah. Where there's a bunch of priests, and I'm like, oh, Father Mike, you're the guy to talk about this. Oh, and, yeah, and yeah. I, um, I just walking into a room of priests sometimes, I just feel so um, uncomfortable in the mm. sense that, like, what are they thinking? Are they like, he, everyone's you know, wanting to talk to him, but he's not, the, he's no big deal. I'm like, I know I'm no big deal, but it, it's potentially isolating, right? It's, it's yeah. really potentially uh, just feeling like, um, yeah, just feeling uncomfortable. Uh, but I love. A couple of years ago, uh, in our priest fraternity, one of the guys was like, "Hey, I was listening to one of your talks on the way here." And I was like, "Oh," and he's like, "No, it was great." It was. He's like, "I just, we're all so proud of you." Oh, we're, praise we're all, God! We're all just so grateful that no, yeah, yes. you know, I went to, I was in wherever, and they were like, "Oh, you're from Duluth, you know, Father Mike Schmitz," and and some of them are like, "No, he knows me," um, but then, <laughs> but they're like, "Yeah, we're so proud of you." And so that is like to be able to go. Oh, to our, that's beautiful. Like brother. last week we had our priest conference, just the local diocese and priests, and. Uh, to feel like, oh no, I belong with these guys. And and there's no, I, I've never gotten any sense of resentment or jealousy for my brother priests in this diocese. They're that's just like, awesome. They, that's, I, which is, yeah, it, it, because I'm the kind of person that would yeah. hurt me more than anything. Yeah. I, think. I think that, that's why I'm like, as I said, if I go to a conference and the priests are kind of standoffish, it, it really hurts. 
Yeah, um, yeah. But I haven't experienced that a lot. I Praise the Lord. mostly guys who just are like, hey, buddy, praying for you. You know, oh, kind yeah. of like you're saying like, hey, I know there's you're under some attack or whatever. Or, hey, my parishioners really love what you're doing. So keep it up. You help me out. And that, again, I tell you, that's maybe the most, well, I, something that really hurts is yeah. when there, there's that division where I feel like uh, a priest will look at me and say, you're not one of us. Mm. And so when it happens that they're like, no, you are, and we're proud of you, and we, you're helping us out. That, and and that it's not me. like you're one of us because we're overlooking the good things you've done. You're, you're one of us, and we're so proud yeah, of you. Yeah, Like, that, that's my, my, my dearest friends. Like, any degree of success will, will bring that out of people, right? I, yeah. I've heard the crabs. You don't have to put a lid on a, on a bunch of crabs because they'll tear each other down as soon as they start reaching the top. You know, um, but yeah, I'll never forget one time I got off the stage, and Pat Lencioni, you know, like, I, I've always looked up to Pat. And I have no problem saying he's one of my best friends. I look up to him. I get off the stage, he's beaming. He's like, I'm so proud of you. You just spoke way better than I could. It's like, I just like, I like looking at your gifts as if I accomplished them. It's like, this is a true brother. Yeah. You know, like there's no weirdness. There's no jealousy. Um, but but I think one of the reasons is it's tough for people to, to play a balance, that balancing act is because our impact in ministry is tied to who we are. Yeah. You know, and I've heard people say like, we don't need more Catholic rock stars. It's like, Dude, shut up. You know what I mean? Really, like, like we, we've always had Catholic, if you want to call it rocks, I don't consider myself, you would never consider yourself that, but we always had itinerant preachers mm-hmm. who try to be as effective as possible for the Lord. And the message is always tied to the messenger. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ, St. Paul said. Uh, and I, I know one of the, re- and you, this might not make you comfortable, but one of the reasons people listen to you is not just because of what you're saying. It's because of how God is communicated through who you are. Uh, there's an, an inner vitality that, that people want. So they want to hang out with it. They, and it's so much better for them to, ha- to hit play on that instead of something stupid. Like, yeah, uh, I hope so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I want the energy and life that, that comes out of that guy just to be on my, on my car radio instead of something different. You know? well, and it's, too, it's interesting, too, because there's a, not just as many, but there's also people who will say, like, oh, you're so annoying. Or, you know, like, you know, the, oh, way the you, commentary, yeah. like, gee, thanks. You know, yeah. you know, you know, you know the comment I get sometimes you smile too much for me. I <laughs> yeah. smile. Too much. You actually had the time <laughs> to find our contact thing on our, on real life Catholic.com yeah. and tell me I smile too much. That's like, are so you serious? Funny. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> so I, I got an email yesterday, I think from a guy who had said, um, when I came across your stuff, I was just, you're so annoying. And I just was severely bothered by you. Thanks for letting me know. And uh, but then it was like, but I started listening and realized, oh, there's some things that could help me. <laughs> well, that's good. That's great news. But who I, I got this from who a student. That? Was it last year? One of our students. He was just graduating. No, he's in grad stu- grad school now. Um, he's like, oh yeah, Father Mike. When I first met you, I couldn't stand you. <laughs> I was like, thanks, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> and <laughs> he just like, no, that's all he wanted to say. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what? And so I'm just like, okay, thanks, man. Well, I've always liked you, <laughs> just so you know. And um, then, then a week later, he, he was like, oh, someone who's listening said that was mean of me to say. And I was like, well. Because yeah, it I'll, was. He said, but I meant like, but now I'm, we're friends. That's <laughs> I thought that was just assumed. Thank you. You're not very emotionally intelligent, but I love you anyway. <laughs> hey, if you guys want to, Missionary Joy, if you want to comment any any questions at all, we will we'll comment on them and uh Rihanna, thank you so much for saying you, you, both of you inspire everything I uh, everything y'all do inspires me. Hey, I love you. You guys inspire us. Um, w- when it comes to that thing about you that inspires people, right? I, I know that the so there's the big things the devil wants to really bring you down, and you have safeguards in place. You have accountability. You have your family to hang out with. You have your your 
two hours and two and a half hours of praying a day and a little bit of self-care, right? Uh, but then there's that the smaller battles, which I think are no less significant, that the devil wants to erode the thing that is in you that draws people to God through you. And, and that might have come naturally throughout your life, but there comes times where that's under attack because the devil hates that part of you. Like I, I just think of, um, if I have a charismatic joy, for instance, right? And, and I think people are drawn to that and, and it was under attack, but then it, it made me realize, oh wait, I, I didn't realize that was a, a thing. Yeah. Now I gotta be intentional about protecting the thing, protecting the charism. And I have this inner nemesis that wants to eat that away. You know, it's like, here's the Chris that doesn't come out when I'm in front of a camera. And, and I, think, I think it's maybe it's like anxious Chris, you know, like I have this energy joy Chris, and then like Chris that's like freaking out about <laughs> yeah. everything. Uh, I don't know if you thought about this before, but who's who's the who's the the nemesis that you're that you fight? Who's the the Father Mike that no one wants to see? That's crazy. I haven't thought of that. That's a great. That's a really profound question. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know offhand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I, because part of, part of it is maybe this. Maybe it's lack of self knowledge, um, because because yeah, the, yeah. Even the question of what is it that that is. So here's what I always have thought. What att what attacks that inner vitality the most? Well, one of the things I've always thought is, here is a a gift. My bishop had, had shared this with me. I was really moved by it. Um, he said something along the lines of, <laughs> "It was really funny." He's from uh, Green Bay. We accept him. Yeah. It's okay. He's from Wisconsin, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, but he had Go said when, when the catechism started coming out, he said, man, I'm listening. I'm like, oh, shoot, you have? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have to, I, have to, I have to ask you a question. He said, how the hell do you know all that stuff? <laughs> and I was like, oh, Bishop, I've never heard you talk like this. And, um, but I was like, oh, thank you. I don't know what to respond. Um, I was like, I don't know. I just, here it is. And, and then this the acknowledgement of, I'm like, Bishop, I know. I'm not even the smartest priest in our diocese. Like yeah. there's priests in our diocese who are so right, right, smart. Right. I mean, just so intelligent, not just in the world, because they are in the world. Um, and I even said, named a couple of them are like, well, you know, Father so-and-so and Father so-and-so, they're way smarter than me. And he said, yeah, I mean, maybe. He said, but, he said, but your gift is you have the ability to help it make sense mm. and, and to make it so it's understandable for people. Mm. I was like, oh, I really appreciate that because that's been something that I, I've tried it to do my whole life. So yeah. um, ever since uh, I encountered C.S. Lewis, mm. I just have been so grateful for his ability to take con complex ideas and make them so not only accessible, but compelling. Mm. And so that's that's always been my goal. So every since I listened to- So that's a, that's a gift. Take take complex so things and make them accessible, yeah. but also attractive because you have a life in, about you as you talk about them. Yeah, I can say that, that. And that, that signals to people Hey, this isn't boring. Yeah, like this is what you're you're made for. Like, let's get excited about that. Right. That, that so it's compelling, right? That yeah. It's, it's it's accessible and compelling. So maybe that's maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Um, Father Leo. Father Leo Padling Hug. Who's just a, Padling Hug. He is a guy. He's great. Yeah, he's amazing. And he was like, Mike. Yeah, I can't do an impression of him, but Mike, this is your brand. I'm like what? He's like, no, 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 that's fine. You have a brand. Get over it. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that term, Father. No, no, I hear he's you. Like, he's like, you say hard things, but you say them with a smile. Mm. I was like, well, that's not a bad brand. Okay. That's a good brand. I was like, that's all right. And you, I, and you have to defend that smile. I have to, yeah. And it will always be under attack. I have to explain it. And, and keep it going, man. Because mm -hmm. we, we... sometimes people, ex they, I think sometimes people take, uh, like your joy. Yeah. They can take yeah. it for uh, being shallow. Yeah, yeah. Like they can take the 
take the, uh, you're like, I'm just, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be alive for like, you haven't lived life. Like you haven't been through the ringer. You yeah. haven't experienced. Yeah, there's the presumption that you've never suffered. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. You, Cause that's why you're smiling. Yep. And because the Lord tells us the only way to have real joy is to never have suffered. Mm-hmm. And exactly. <laughs> and, and so I think that there's, yeah. there's, that's the danger of being misunderstood. But that's part of, you know, the litany of humility is just like that sense of like, yeah, I'm going to be misunderstood. Just accept it. But uh, you can't let that stop us. Yeah. You know, so. Well, dude, I just want to thank, thank you so much for just being who you are. And, and, and I love, I mean, I, I just, thanks for letting me dig into these questions about. I really, I'm going to put on the drive back on me. Yeah. What just, is my, <laughs> what's my nemesis? I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know, man. <laughs> but really, I, I'm so inspired by just your integrity as a human being. Um, you, the way you live your life protects the thing mm-hmm. that people love about you. And uh, I, I just want you to know, like, I'm praying for you. And the, my people who are watching are praying for you. Because you want more than inspiration from the Lord, but we also want your good. And, yeah. and I'm proud of you, man. And we're, we're all proud of you and cheering you on, dude. So you, know, you know Philip Neary? Yeah. I think he had this prayer every morning he would pray where he would say, watch out for Philip today, Lord. Mm. Because if you give him the chance, he will betray you. Mm. And I just, that, that, I carry that with me like all the time. Mm. I just have that knowledge all the time. So, mm. you know, I, like C.S. Lewis, I never had anything but a mercenary heart. Being mm. willing to give it to the highest bidder. Mm. And so I just, that knowledge of just like, okay, we're all weak. Yeah. yeah. So I just, God, mm. help me. And well, I want to encourage so. you to Missionaries of Joy and everybody who's watching. Uh, I, I love how St. Therese said that the great saints were like eagles soaring, but I'm just a little bird. But I have an eagle's heart, she said, you know. <laughs> but uh, And I, she probably described you that way. It probably does. You know, it's like, here's yeah. a great missionary and, and reaching so many people, more people than, uh, than anybody's reached through digital ministry or almost anybody. You know, Fulton Sheen's got us all beat. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, She'd look at you and say that, and yet she didn't say, well, so therefore I'm not important. Yeah. Her, her, her little way was to claim like, no, 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 I, there's an equal importance here. You know, so if, if you, you're you watching, you're like, well, I want to make a difference for the Lord, but I don't have a podcast. I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. Or or maybe I tried the, the podcast thing and it hasn't worked or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm, so I don't matter. No, no, right. no, 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 no. You're so infinitely important. Could you, actually, could you say something to yeah. that person who's yeah, thinking that? Absolutely. And what, is this his camera? Right Just say it right yeah. to that camera. No, I, I, I'm really grateful. Thanks, Chris, for this opportunity because there will regularly people will, if I meet them, they'll say something like, hey, thank you for the videos you make or for whatever the thing is. I play them in my, uh, I, I teach a class at, you know, at the Catholic church or I teach religious ed uh, or I, I play for my kids or whatever the thing is. And a lot of times that's what they say. And I'm like, oh shoot, uh, I apologize. And they're like, no, 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 thank you. But my, the, the response of my heart is thank you. Because the reality is your students, your children, your, the ones in your class, they would never hear that video or come into contact with whatever it is you thought was valuable that I had made if it wasn't for you. You're that bridge, and also you have the harder job mm. because we recognize that I say this again and again: is that uh, the gospel? Yes. Sometimes people get a chance to proclaim the gospel through a podcast, through a microphone, through the stage. But if we're really going to spread the gospel, it will happen through family and friendship. That's how it's going to happen. Mm. And so here you are in the, doing the hard work of relationship. I get to sit in my room and send, sit in front of a camera and go record, stop, blah blah blah. <laughs> you know. You have to do the hard work of being in a relationship with people who are hard to love sometimes, who don't want you to love them sometimes, who want to run away and you have to chase them down. You're the ones, you're the ones going after the lost sheep again and again and again. And so just please be encouraged by the fact that you might not have a podcast, you might not have whatever the thing is, but you do have a heart. And with that heart, like, uh, was it Saint, uh, 
Oh, Kiara Badano. Kiara Badano. I still have my heart. Said, that I, I still can have love. That I can always love. And yes. that's what you're doing. So thank you because um, without you, this message, Chris's message, mine, the gospel, it would not be able to reach the people that it reaches because of you. And so. I just got chills. You make the difference. Matt, you matter. If everybody was in full-time ministry, no one would hear the gospel. Yeah. That's it. You know, and, and, and there's, there's an incredible, I, I love thinking of, of Our Lady. Her praise of God was, my soul magnifies the Lord. Like she was aware of the beauty she had to bring of God within her specifically. Yeah. So whatever that is for you, guard it, defend it, rejoice in it. It's not proud. And learn to rejoice it in others. You can see it in yourself. You can look at someone else and say, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And, and encourage that beauty. I, I think of the saints as stained glass windows, you know? Like, this might be heretical, but I, I maybe it is, maybe it's not. But, I, like, literally, heaven will be more beautiful because of the light of God shining through these people mm-hmm. than it would be had he not created these saints. And it was just him. And that sounds heretical because how could you add to the beauty of God? And yet he lets yet, us. He lets us, yeah. Well, I, I just, I'm, I'm struck. I, so I said this, I, there was one at Mass last, last weekend. Um, just to explain, you know how sometimes, and this is for the missionaries of joy and everyone, sometimes it can feel like prayer is a burden. Sometimes it can feel like Mass, going to Mass is a burden, even though I know this is great, I know this is good for me. It can sometimes feel like a burden. But if we paused and reflected on why we have to, quote unquote, have to go to Mass, yeah. is because for whatever reason, it matters to God mm. whether we show up or not. Like it matters to God if you are at mass and you worship him or if you choose, like, I'm not going to go to mass. I'm not going to worship him. And like, how crazy is that? That here's the God of the universe who has everything. He needs nothing, but it matters to him whether or not we say that prayer, take that time, show up for mass. Isn't that crazy? And so that burden is, yeah, that's a burden. Sometimes I need to choose this instead of all those other things. But how, what, but it's it's a burden that comes from honor that God is bestowing upon mm. us by saying, it matters to me that you pray. It matters to me that you worship. It matters to me that you share the gospel. Praise God. Incredible. I think that's a central thing that comes out through all your preaching. You matter to God. That's it. Yeah. 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 I hope so. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like, subscribe, share this with everybody you know, be an evangelist. And if you're not a missionary of joy yet, jump in off the sidelines, go to reallifecatholic.com and become a monthly supporter. That's what makes all this happen. See you next time. And thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I just love Thanks. you. Thanks. Love yeah. you too.